Wichita podcast. This is episode number three, and we are incredibly excited tonight to have a couple of the guys from Flashpoint, along with their manager, uh, Tim DeShane, who's the lead singer and guitarist. Josh Gilbert is also a guitarist with the band. And then we have their manager and Tim's wife, Andrea DeShane. Uh, Hey, thanks for being here with us, guys. Thanks Thanks for for having us. So... I am, I'm Jeez. checking out, right? You owe me a Coke. <laughs> yep. Um, so I, I'm checking out you guys' website, and I'm looking at some things. Uh, and your story, our story, one of the sections on the website, it, you're not originally from Wichita. You're a California boy, right? Yes, Golden sir. boy. Yeah. 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 So did you grow up in California most of your life born, then? Born and raised. I, I never left California until I was about 30 years old. Okay. And uh, I was in another band and moved to Ohio for a year and then... To tour the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, 62 shows in one year, 15 states, and uh, then everything kind of went sour with management then and uh, the rest is history. I gotcha. moved back and then met this wonderful lady oh, and my life changed <laughs> and uh i i got out of a situation that wasn't uh very favorable okay so uh yeah got out of that uh terrible cost of living and was able to get a house and and now we got kids and and we're living the american dream and he also met a wonderful guitarist in this story here that he, that he's telling you, so uh, and that would be you. That would be me. Yeah, that is me. Yes. And, and so that was 2010ish, correct? Yes. Is that okay? And so uh, you, on the kind of band biography, there's a four year gap. I mean, there's 2010 there to where it's like, okay, Mystery. 2014. I, I'm going to pick this up again. I, I, obviously, you were playing music during that time no. because it, it, you weren't at all playing music during no, that time. No, it was a very dark, miserable time. No shit. Okay, that so, had to have been painful. It was very So we moved back. Painful. We moved from, well, I had moved out there, and then we moved back because doors kept closing in Los Angeles. And um, so we moved back to Kansas, and by then I was already pregnant with her first daughter. Okay. And he was like, this will be good. I can... I can focus on writing and doing things that I haven't done for years because I've had everyone holding me back in a way. Right. Um, and had to mold a certain direction because of management and all that stuff. Well, um, that didn't happen because he got like three jobs and was working all the time and all that stuff. And it was no, a couple the whole years. Supporting a family. Yeah. Right. And then um we bought a house and yay, everything should be happy. And then like there was one night he walked in and plopped himself on the couch and I turned around and I looked at him and I was like, you're starting a band. And he was like, what? I'm like, I, this is not the man I married. This is not the person I met. I don't like you right now (laughs) and who you've become. So you're starting a band. And Sunday, when you go to church on Sunday, you're going to talk to Josh because we were going to the same church at the time. Nice. And he, we did. And actually I cornered him in 
the, I know this is going to sound bad, in a church in the hall <laughs> at Corner Josh. Yeah. Hey, and, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and, easy, dude. But <laughs> I'm telling you. We had already kind of mentioned it to him, and I, I squared him off, and I said, we're serious about this, and in, I only want you to do this if, A, your wife and family are okay with this because we yeah. very we want it to be a family thing as well, and the family is included. I mean, if you listen uh-huh. to our album that we just released, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, through blue eyes, family is all over that. Oh, and just just even the titles of the tracks. Yes, I mean for crying out loud. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and the pictures are everyone's family is absolutely involved in everything. Um, so we're but yeah, I told him I said this is for real, and we're gonna go, and we're just gonna keep going until doors closed. Okay, she- so. She told me that, you know, you guys have got a different enough music background that I think you would mesh really well. Like, you know, you, because I I listen to this and Tim listens to this and we intertwine it together and it, you know, it. You're still on my thunder for later, man. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, even when we do covers, it we have so each each member of the band comes from totally different musical backgrounds. Right. That we do cover a lot of different. Absolutely. Covers. Um, yeah. And a lot of it's times a I'm like. eclectic yes. smattering of music. And you go Originals from, and covers. From 50s, like Calypso, like right. Harry Belafonte to like metal, like doing yeah, some Soundgarden or whatnot. You know, it, it just, I think that the, the best thing about our group is that we're not afraid to do stuff that, you know, doesn't fit together. Right. There, there's so many people who are afraid, oh, well, if we're going to be in a cover band, we got to stick to a specific kind of genre. As like, you know, no, screw that. Beatles we're going to we're we're going to we're <laughs> going to do some R&B if we want. We're going to do some Calypso. We're going to do some country. We're going to do whatever. I mean, we've all been brought up and, you know, we're the sum of of everything that yeah. we were brought up with. Absolutely. So why not take from that? I everything. mean, that's that's who we are. Yeah. So no, yeah. and and it was met with mixed reviews, but I, and Luke knows this about me. My favorite band of all time is Metallica, and one of the coolest projects, in my opinion, still to this day, that they have ever done was Garage Inc. Because it was like, holy shit! Like this is so eclectic as far as the influences and the bands that these guys and the songs that these guys covered here. It's amazing, and then yeah, to hear somebody's own take, a band's own take on those covers, ends up being pretty incredible because everybody brings so many different pieces into that, and so many different. You know, I get, we were talking about it earlier, um, and I was joking about the cliche before the mic, before the the track was rolling. You know, influences are a major part, whether or not as a musician you want to admit it or not, um, and, and it. I guess once you pick up that instrument for the first time and you start playing for the first time and it clicks for some people, it becomes a part of you. And that's why that four years for you had to have been incredibly painful. It was. was. It was horrible. I mean, he, you know, to bring our own lives into it. But I mean, it was, he'd take it out on everyone, you know, me and Zora. Here we had a child going into her, terrible twos yeah you know and like it was just he just couldn't he couldn't even deal with that when he walked in the door you know it's just when 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 you deny yourself the one thing that is you yeah there there's i mean you you can't you can't do anything but be miserable right right that outlet's gone Mm -hmm. there's nowhere else to put the creativity at that point yeah it's like it's like that saying from uh what's the the shining you know um (laughs) 
all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Right. It's, Absolutely. It's it Absolutely. True. But yeah, and I told him, I was like, whatever, whatever means, whatever happens. I mean, like, we're we're doing it because you have to do anything like this as a team, as a family. It makes, you know, if you don't have a family, you still have to have the support system. I mean, even, you know, we just started our uh, production company because of our album release event. Right. You know? And so, and you, it does, it takes a team to take over village. the world. It takes yep. a village. It takes a village to takes, take over the world. It takes a village to raise a band, really. <laughs> right. we, we, have friend, we have help from our other our other friends and bands. Artists yeah. you know, and bands. We do now. Always, we have yeah. a circle. We have a circle of other bands that we actively perform with that um, we we went into this, um, the three of us, because we're the original, I guess you can say, members of the right, band. Right, right. The, um, we went into this saying, you know, band camaraderie. And we took it with the album release event. We took it the next level to art and entertainment camaraderie. And how many times have because you heard about shows where, like, art and entertainment and music are all conglommed into one event? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't happen very often. And so, so back up a little bit. That was your album release party. That was back on April 29th. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so what was the muse? What was the inspiration for that? And, and then just kind of walk me through what that event looked like. Well, um, <laughs> we look at each other like it was kind of a, a dream that I had of, you know, why isn't it that music and art aren't on the same platform for for events? And well, even pulling into because I have a film background, too. So, you know, like you have the it take it isn't. It is an art form. I mean, even at our event, we had, I know I'm going forward a little bit, but, you know, we had a documentary um, director that is, he's the local historian, Ken Spurgeon was there. And, you know, then we had Susan Lambden there and she's an author of like werewolves and all this Famed stuff. for being the first woman to ever write a script for Star, Star Trek. Trek. Oh, nice. Script. Yeah. So she's Bad no, ass. but we, we put them on the stage together. Yeah, and we did a um, nonfiction versus fiction Q and A with them, and so we stuck them up there since both had some film and and some writing and some everything, and it was really cool because they they both bounced off each other and and our our MC Captain Spalding he was uh, Kevin Hansen was. Um, he was awesome at asking the correct questions and getting more out of them. Sweet. And it was, it was cool. But really what the whole event was is just bringing the community of art, music, entertainment, dance, like everything that you can think of art wise that yeah, we could, shoes. that we could fit into a four and a half hours time span. <laughs> right. Exactly. It literally and was just a taste of <laughs> like, it could have just been a, a taste of art and entertainment is what it should it have was been like called. It's <laughs> like the sampler platter <laughs> yeah. of art and entertainment. Cause we had four artists displaying their art. Um, we actually encouraged all the artists, all the musicians, anyone involved in it to sell their stuff. Um, we, and we even told bands if they wanted to come in and pass out, you know, stuff for their next shows. I mean, they were welcome to do it. I mean, we right. we literally wanted it to be a very communal. Yes. Yeah. It, venues. Yes. It wasn't just days. about us. Right. Right. Like we right. didn't right. want it just it's about so, us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that 
to me seems like the culmination with the album release. This was album number one. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the culmination. Let's let's walk back, Josh. You're yes. approached in church, and it's like we're gonna start this band. This is what it looks like. Are are you a, a Wichita native? Or are you a native of the area? Born and raised. Hell Wichita, yes. All right, Kansas man. Nice, nice. Yep. So um, Andrea approaches you. And your first reaction to all of this is what? Shit, I'm in. Right on. <laughs> I'm in. I'm down. I'm in. Now, were you already at that point? I mean, and obviously I, I told him to go talk to his wife first. Gotcha. Yeah. I backed him. And she's like, no, go find <laughs> no, your boss. And make I sure to talk to my wife. And, and, you know, and my wife and, and my, I have two boys, a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old. And, I mean, it, it's fun. I'm, the, right. The, the teachers at their schools come to our event. Awesome. You know, my Everybody. It's, it's, so, it's were fun. you were you were you in a band at that point in time? Another band? Were you active in the Wichita music while, scene? What was going on? I had been done for maybe a year or oh, maybe year and a half, two years. Uh -huh. But I was in a band before that. Okay, a guy that I grew up with and pretty much played with most it's of my life. Kind of metal, though, wasn't it? Was it a metal genre ish? A little bit of everything. Kind of weird. Oh. Another smattering band. Smattering band. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good stuff. I wouldn't. But just wasn't the caliber of band that I'm in now. I mean, yeah, it was right. kind of like a, you know, we 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 like we to pull the whip out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I like I like to play and I love to play, but I I need to make sure that everybody I'm playing with is on board as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, and which is what I got here. You know, it's just everything falls into place. It's fantastic. Okay, so you're you're in. You're bought into this. Um, the boss has signed off on it, so signed you're off. good to go at that point. What's that like? What's that next step like as far as okay? And you know, you've you've both had experience with it. So what's the next step? Okay, we're gonna do this. How do you then go about putting the rest of the pieces of that puzzle together? Because it really is kind of a puzzle. Because those pieces are all gonna be different, but they've all got to fit together to make something. And especially something that's going to be good. They have to fit just right. So so what's next step? How do you guys move on from there? We booked a show. The two of you booked a show. Yep. And yep. you're like, we're going to do this. Yep. Called on on my father-in-law, who is a saxophonist, okay. to, to fill in and yeah. do kind of like bass lines with the saxophone. Right and, and he, um, his boss was a drummer. And okay. he said he'd come and fill in for I it and we just we literally jumped in head first there's no feet first across the street so yeah. learning yeah. halloween themed songs mm. for uh, augusta's witch's night out yeah and then after that is when we started because they they weren't permanent like they couldn't be permanent fixtures right but i was just like no we're just gonna go we're gonna do it and that's they've all learned even joshua and and amon have learned that i'm pretty much like it nope we're doing it now <laughs> unfortunately enough for everybody we we mesh really oh, well, well. I mean, right yeah, we go, like... something news brought to the table and it's like first time through it's like huh that was good enough to do but let's let's fine tune it a little bit you know right so so, so then you got it you've got to go out you get that first show done mm -hmm. and you're like okay we want this to be sustainable we want to move forward with mm -hmm. it so then what's the next part of that search as far as we're going to find some musicians well, and we got to get this rolling. I was talking to, uh, to my neighbor that lives uh, three or four houses down from me and, and I he said something to him about playing and found out he was a drummer, didn't have a clue about that. And 
He said, uh, hey, let's start a band. I said, look, man, I'm on the ground floor one right now. You want to come play with us? And, uh, you know, we uh, he cut, brought his drums over a few times, and we, we started having practice, and, uh, you know, he just kind of fell into place with us. And He's with us about a year. Yeah, for about, about a year. year. And he brought... He brought- our bass player. Our bass okay. Player. The other Josh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He brought the, and then, the infamous wah. The infamous wah. And then he had a he had a calling elsewhere, and so then we were looking for a drummer again. And um, fortunately, mutual we friends. Had, we by then we had had we we had some some roadies and some groupies by then, right? Yeah. Which have become some really dear close friends of ours now. Yeah. Um, Michael and Megan. Michael. Might as well throw them out. Yeah, there. Megan. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> yeah, give them a shout they out. Love right. them. They love them. You guys. They, they want to hear their you. names. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. Right. You know they um, yeah, and they they tagged Eamon in our thing, saying we need a drummer, and then there, and he's, there we are. He, he plays in another band as well. The guys, the guys got devotion. And he, he he makes it work. He makes it all work. He he takes the, the, it very seriously. Nice. So it's it's nice to have somebody who, you know, he he puts the work in. He he lets us know when when things are conflicting. He so. lets Tim know when some of the drum parts need to be fine tuned a little better. <laughs> yeah, he, he puts his input know? in. Yeah. yeah oh. Yeah. When on this album, there was a there was a couple songs or a song or two that you were like really had this certain yeah. drum beat right. in your head, when and you he's have like visions for stuff yeah. that you know the, you you tend to want to like force that vision and kind of get people on that same page. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he he surpasses that. He's like, you know, I think that this is going to sound better, and ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it he's does. absolutely right. Yeah. So that I mean that is. Um, you took you take all of that together once you kind of get those pieces and, and you put it together and it initially i mean i'm sure you guys were in the process of writing your own material and, and doing some of that but uh like any band you start out playing cover songs and you start out doing those covers and so uh, for the for the most part i mean yeah, that's we- that's kind of like your you kind of get an idea of the feel for everybody, right. and then you start playing, and you kind of start gelling, and you get tight with each other, and then you start bringing these ideas to the table that are new ideas, and then from there, well, it just it starts fitting into place. Once we got Eamon, though, we started really pushing for originals. Yeah. When and we- being an original band. And, um, and it, in a way, it kind of turned into a catch-22 because covers – pay the bills if you want to be a full-time but right or in originals is where you really want to be and yeah, tim already had tim yourself. already had three songs to bring to the table yeah. and josh had his that he brought to the table so we actually started out with four originals oh nice um the and ideas on the rest that we because kind of- yeah i um our first show original show was at kirby's right no our first show was on my 40th birthday. He threw that out there on Front Street. No, I'm not not talking talking a cover venue. I'm not talking a cover venue. Right. Kirby's was because I remember original music that night, and that was was the first show. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I remember pushing them like, okay, guys, we got to at least have five. Right. It's like we we have to have at least five in order to get into Kirby's. Basically, (laughs) that was like the goal at first was just to get into Kirby's. And it's so funny. You're right. And um, we did. We pushed, and within eight months, at least about eight months, we had about five songs, and we booked it 
but Kirby's so. Man, this is tough, but not to get off track, but. It is, Kirby's has stayed relevant for so fucking long. Oh, it is incredible. I, I mean, it's unreal. 1972, that, that place no opened. And it was the spot then. If you wanted to play original music in town, it was Kirby. And it, it's just funny that it's still to this day. It's and like, it, that's another, the place. One of my favorite places to play. I, I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's cool yeah. as hell there. Yeah, absolutely. And another side note, since we're on Kirby's, that's actually yeah. where Tim and I met. Even better. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Tim's band was touring through, and that's... I went and saw a show. Nice, nice. Make it short. That short. was my first show too. What's it? I was I was uh, eighteen years old. Had to wait outside, you know, to and then when the time came to play, then you could go in and play, but then you had to get the fuck out. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's still it's still that way. No beer for you. Still that way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. My first show. The other night, a guy couldn't come in. We got he was too young. We got a, a friends, some friends in another band from Cherryvale called uh, Edge Over Edge, and their son. Uh, he's, he's underage. I, well, he's, he's of age now, but back then no, he wasn't, he's, he's, you're, you're right. He's, he's still underage, but, yeah. but the That's same thing. Year. But when your dad is like the singer of your band and <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to make sure he doesn't drink. So he's cool. <laughs> nice. Nice. And, and so what's that process like for you guys? I mean, how uh, you, you all have your ideas, you all have, you know, basic compositions and thoughts on songs and lyrics down on paper and different things like that. Um, walk me through that process as far as this is what we're, this is the composition. This is what we're writing. Like, what's that look like for you guys? Bring it to the table. I mean, really, it's just a matter of like, most of the time it's me bringing a structure to the table. And, and most of the time I have lyrics already for it. And, you know, kind of the rhythm guitar that I'll play because playing leads and singing is not the easiest thing to do. Right, right. So I'll I'll bring the rhythm and kind of sing it for the guys, and and then they'll start. Well, I how about this? And then we'll ping pong ideas back and forth. And, Throw some lead in it, and I mean, and and then you know just. I'm I am a stickler for hooks. Mm -hmm. So even with like with drummers, you know, drummers need to have a hook. You yeah, need to have definitely. something. But but it's also important to have stuff that kind of takes away from that hook so that things don't get monotonous. And I'm a I'm a firm believer in not killing the chorus. Right. And and I think that when you do that it leaves the listener wanting more. Yeah. If you've got a good hooky chorus and you you don't overdo it, 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 helps. it helps. So would you say most of the time when you guys when you guys sit down and start working on a new original track, is it are the lyrics coming first? Is that coming first, or is the music side of it coming it first? It depends. It depends. I mean, sometimes you'll you'll come up with a an awesome riff, right? And it'll take time to like figure out a melody for it and i'm and still then... waiting for my song <laughs> um he's got it started yeah he's... i have i have it's a just in, the, in the musical it's There's it's no it's on the back burner i have you <laughs> so you're saying your wife's on the back burner <laughs> yeah. he's you, saying you go you behind digging. the scenes you making go... everything happen that's right that's what that's <laughs> what i heard that's what i heard i don't know what i heard i good things i mean i could throw i could throw translate for you I could throw a turd in the box and sell it to you, but I mean, it's it's just gonna be a turd in a box. You right. Want, you want to refine something and have something that sounds good. So, um, I mean, that's 
you know, w- when you're writing a song, sometimes the melody comes, sometimes the words come, right. sometimes it, it's just, you know, I mean, one of the songs on the album started off with me with one of those little uh, economy sized pool tables. Yep. And it, it was a little stick that had a little piece of metal, like a bamboo cue stick with a piece of metal. And I was just tapping it in like a three, four time. And then for some reason, like this melody popped into my head and I'm thinking about Stevie Wonder because that was like the last <laughs> song that I listened to is one of his and I'm doing this deal. And and that's literally where that came from. And which one? The release. And, and the fact that I was on hallucinogenics at the time. So, <laughs> so, okay, so the, truth. the truth comes out. Yeah, there you go. Right. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, some of the stuff that's on the album came from 20 they're, years they're ago. They're oldies Right, right, right. You write songs and, and you record them and you just, like, no, that was not good. I have to redo that. And, and it was a, a mission. Like, this album was a mission to get, like, my best material that I have written, I mean, some of it just came like months prior to right. the recording to, to get all that great material and throw it on an album. And Josh had a great song that worked in in the, the whole scheme of things. And it's kind of a, you know, a musical testimony yeah. of, of like one man's fall and coming back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it, for, for however... Re, for whatever reason, I mean, it, it just came together like magic. Nice. So, so what's that like? Um, and you know, I want to hear from you too um, on this one, Josh, because I think um, I think different kind of aspects and personalities play into it. But Absolutely. You, you're really um, as a as a songwriter. And as a, a lyricist, you're really, and, and a lead singer, you're really at times kind of exposing yourself and kind of laying yourself bare to your audience. Um, and especially during a live show, it feels that way. And it, it can be excruciatingly painful at times, but yet incredibly rewarding. Um, and it just seems like there's always been this, uh, I've seen it in, in guys that, and we were just a bunch of lame-ass punks when we were 18 hanging around, but I've seen guys that just literally melted down on stage in front of people because they mm-hmm. just couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. they were phenomenal when we were in here playing, but then you put them out there in front of people and it's like, shit, I can't put myself out there like this. Mm-hmm. And so what, what's that like? What, I mean, how, it's gotta be kind of edifying, but it's gotta be scary as hell to start doing that well, for the first I, few times. I've been doing it for quite a long time. I've been singing in front of audiences since I was four years old and Fortunately, but some of the song, songs, it hasn't been that easy. No, it's just been more it, recent that you've been able to sing. Like, yeah. like Josh, Josh, the longing came out of a very dark time. It, <laughs> in I, your yeah, life. I wrote it when I was in treatment, uh, trying to get my my act together. You know, right? But it's you know, as far as the 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 nerves or things like that. You know, I remember being stomach turned all day because i knew yeah. i was going to play on a friday night or Absolutely. something like that now it's just like man i can't wait to get there it's I, I mean it's a dream come true as far as i'm concerned you know with the cd release and the, i mean I've, I've hit some life goals that that i had for myself i mean right. and, and it's just kind of one of them you know and I, I i work 40 to 60 hours regular job during the week yeah. and then turn around and you know play music as 
absolutely as much as I can. But yeah, it's, it's, but isn't it amazing? The shit that we do for fun is what keeps us going. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> without the music, it, it'd be tough to get up and go every week. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. And I, I enjoy the hell out of doing these podcasts. And then we have a, a bike race series that we put on, and it's like that's the kind of stuff that motivates you to keep going. That's the kind of stuff, you know. I mean, Luke's got his envelope company, Walsh Envelope. That he, I love know, it. You know, <laughs> and, and, but then that's like, my passion is printing. This is his baby right here because <laughs> he's full of shit sitting behind that glass. I know it. <laughs> I have to say honestly, like if I didn't have music all through school, that I I would have dropped out. Yeah, I mean I. I music, graduated from high school with you. a 4.0 grade point average and only because of the fact that music was there. Yeah. I, I still ended up with a 4.0 grade point average after I failed out of French 2 my senior year. But I had taken oui. extracurricular activities that, that, It was because music. of music that he oui. failed out of French. Yeah, this much <laughs> is true. You had how many solos that I year had, that you I had I had 14 <laughs> solos the last concert of of the year. Wow. And it and it wasn't just like, you know, singing stuff that you'd heard off the radio. We're talking like arias and like stuff in Latin and nice. stuff from like Porgy and Bess which like jazz jazz singers, they they they've got the, so much work oh, on their yeah, plate. Absolutely. It's, it's so it, and and you know, I'm not going to lie, I flubbed a few of the lines but you know i passed it off and and made it look good but Except still the, i mean probably the look you still give today when you mess up yeah. was it a mixture <laughs> of uh, fergie and jesus <laughs> it was right yeah. people only know you messed up because you made that look it yeah. is yeah, exactly. i told him like, that. I was like wait a second nobody else that noticed out. that when we were dating out, yeah, yeah when know. we were dating i was like you've got to stop making that face he's like what face he was like the face you make every time you mess up. <laughs> you, you can tell. I'll, I'll shake my head if I think I've I missed know. a note or something. It's just like, you know, I shake my head like, you, I can't believe you did that job. But that, to me, I guess, and that's part of it, and that's part of, and I, I'm not trying to put you guys in a box as a local band, but you're local to us in Wichita because these are the roots. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that is so much about, what music should be. I cannot watch American Idol or The Voice. Actually, I take this back. There's two moments that I can watch in that show, and they're two fuck-ups by the guys that are singing the songs, and watching them work through that adversity and keep going with millions of people. Luke got up. He's like, I'm not doing this. This guy said American Idol <laughs> and The Voice. Um, I, I think he was getting us all in but, here. But there's two moments in that show that I've seen, and it's like <laughs> that is what music is about. And to me, that raw, that rawness, that, that you know, that yeah. laid open part of your soul that's like, God, I didn't get that right. Mm -hmm. That that emotion makes, to me, live performances what they should be because it's like anything else we do in life. It's never, I, we strive for perfection, but it's never going to be totally perfect. And that, that's yeah. the great thing about live music is like, yeah, you can go into a studio and you can record and you can make it sound great, but there's always going to be some sorts of elements that are lost them when you when you see them um, live. I mean, I sometimes you just kind of lose all inhibition when you're on the stage. When Absolutely. you've got when you've got people to kind of you know thrive off of, 
it it takes you to the next level. And and that's uh, probably like one of the biggest thrills and and rushes that I get is just performing for people. That's you know love I it. love music. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But, absolutely. But I love, love I love performing even more. Yeah. And I'll just do my part behind the scenes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know I I choke up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I experienced that, and it was crazy because she's one of the biggest performers out there. But my daughter, uh, our middle daughter, told me she's like, I like, I was like, what do you want for Christmas? And she's like, I totally want to go see Lord. And I was like, well, she's gonna be in Tulsa, and we should go down there. I I, I love that venue down there. The BOK okay? Center is pretty badass yeah, place to, to go. Elton John next. It's a good place year. to go see a concert. It's a great place, and and the vibe down there is great. And so I've been to Red Hot Chili Peppers down there, and I've seen Lecrae and Andy Mineo, a couple of Christian rappers down there mm-hmm. uh, with my son. And I just, I love the vibe. I love the area down there. So we went and saw Lord. And um, what amazed me was that, for one, she's freaking incredible. But for two is that performance was so real and stripped down at points that I was like, holy shit like this is not some cliche pop concert that i'm watching this is somebody truly performing mm-hmm. and, and i guess that's the goal of any band during a live performance isn't it i mean that's yeah. that's what it's well, all about our, Gives them well, a i don't know about everyone so, i mean there's some bands that you know we've seen even professional you know signed artists that you know it's like you, it, you can tell that they're just doing it to, I don't know, for the money or just to right. whatever. You so know, it it's like becomes some, contrived. Yeah, yeah it does. And, and, Absolutely. That's a great... Can, so, like, our... Tim and I is one of our favorite bands is Muse. We love Muse. We finally got to go see them, and they were Hell touring yeah, with, 30 second, with 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, yeah. And we like them as well, but we never really followed them. Um, we still love Muse, but comparing those two shows together... We got more out of Thirty Seconds to Mars. His it was Jared Leto. It he's was the man. It was he yeah. was yeah. raw. He, he it is. was like you Absolutely. said. It was raw. It was still all music. I mean, it was all instruments playing. It right. wasn't recorded stuff. You know, I I love music, and I know they're putting on a show and all that. Yeah. But it was all lights and electronics and like all, all the, this stuff. The, and I know the that the they've got levels. They've got lots of levels to their yeah, music. Absolutely. But. We got more joy out of Jared Leto in Thirty Seconds to Mars and his because it was just that looks like the eighties. Like <laughs> threw him up. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got, like I got this multicolored. Like, I'll grab this, this, and this. Well, it, Let's it go. Probably did like thirty he minutes before just, the concert. <laughs> he had hurt his knee like at the previous show, and right? So he was walking around in a cane and everything. Well, do. that was one of the things that I thought was cool as shit about the Foo Fighters concert. Here was Dave Grohl's in a freaking leg cast on stage, oh, sitting on a throne, singing to everybody. It's like. The Some, show must go on, right? and and, and <laughs> it's artists, it's artists yeah. like him, that don't have to do anything on stage, right? It's like you see all these guys, and, and like uh, I'll use this reference that um, what's what's her face from uh, Jefferson Airplane? What's what's the oh, do God. You, you know who I'm talking yeah. about? Um, 
anyways, like Google she, that shit. She, Luke. she had a, a, a in a video about the Doors said that there was something about posturing that Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones said, and he's like, you know, you're gonna go up there and posturing like Scott Stapp used to do on stage, right. where he raises the fist and then like brings it down slowly and all dramatic and 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 you got these some are, rippling biceps there, by the way, man. Sorry, he's I got off track. I work, uh, yeah, I frame houses for a living, but um. <laughs> Anyways, like, great, yeah, great slick, right? I almost said so, that, but I didn't so want to sound like a great so she, she had a conversation with Keith Richards and about posturing and doing that kind of stuff. And it's like Keith Richards would say, "Oh, just shave and go home." It's like you, you, you douchebag. You need to like just, just do the music, and that, and it's true. I mean, you look at all these great artists. And sure, they'll move on stage, but they don't have to do really anything right. to captivate an audience because they you can you can feel it. You it exudes from them. They are the music. Absolutely. And, and uh, well, I mean, you can give all the. the- Although I could watch Anthony Kiedis jump around with a sock on his cock but, all day long, right? and, I mean, and that's seriously. and that's their thing. That that's that is him. That's Let how that. how they exude their energy. I mean, flee that man's a madman. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I'm looking. I, I'm listening to uh, "Give Way." I yes. think it is right, and that song. I, I mean, just the lyrics. Give way. I'll show you my secrets, baby. Give way. I'm about to unveil my past. Give way. The timing has got to be perfect. Give way. The truth has got to be told. That's like, that's a dude that's getting ready to lay some shit down right there. Right. I mean, that is some stuff. <laughs> that's deep. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie that I have a lot of things in my past that I'm not proud of. And, you know, um, you write songs in certain points of your life maybe for somebody and then you know as you as you grow mm-hmm. those those lyrics can take on a new meaning completely and certain certain things like i mean for me with andrea it's like you know do i let her in on this past do right. i do i take a risk on this person and and hope that she like accepts me for who i am and I mean, that's that's pretty much what that song's all about is, you know, taking a risk on opening up and letting people know, like, everything about you. I mean, but that's, I mean, in my opinion, true love is yeah. it comes from somebody who accepts you for what you are, not right. what you could be. Well, and you have to trust the shit out of guys like Josh that are sitting in the room with you, too. I mean... <laughs> no doubt. Because... <laughs> I mean, because you, you are. I mean, you're you, at times going to a pretty dark place. Um, you know, what's it like? How? I, I'm sure you... Like you said, you've had some things in your past that you've gotten through because of music. Um, what's having that support of, you know, three other brothers in this band? What What's that mean to you? It's nice. It's nice because... I mean, on on a daily basis, you know, just depends on whether I can stay out of my own head or not. You know, like uh, sometimes I'll call my wife and she'll tell me just, you know, chill out, stay out of your head. Right. You know, but it's it's nice. It's nice having, you know, at least three other people I can count on, and four yeah. other people I can count on because I count on Andrea mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's nice to have that kind of a brotherhood and just... And, and and getting 
the brotherhood that we're getting with the other bands and things like right. that. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It's, it's amazing how fantastic. when you get four people together, like what attributes they bring to the table. Yeah. I mean, Josh, he he is so helpful on so many levels. Like, you know, he, he bought a trailer and I, I, I don't know that he bought it just for his own specific purposes. Right. But it's like, I, I think that he takes in the band into consideration in all things. And, yeah. and, and, and that is amazing when you have somebody who has that much devotion. And he knows to- how to weld so he can like fix like things. <laughs> it's pretty good all around everything and as it is. But, Absolutely. You know, and, you know, and, you know, you see Wah, our bass player, who's, he's, He's getting his degree in engineering from WSU. That boy has got so much time invested oh in school, gosh. and and he still he puts the time into the band. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that that is that is more than anyone should be able no, to ask for. And you guys, um, you guys, and and I'm not trying to stand on a soapbox and preach at you here, but uh, it's refreshing that you guys recognize that because that is why we cease to exist and it was my dickheadedness that that stopped that when i went away to school um and it was uh it was pretty tense uh especially between luke and i because it was i mean i was he, he was pissed he was pissed no no age you know, Age yeah, two. we we grew up, and, and I'm I'm totally gra- glad that we reconnected, and we've got this outlet and this project to do together at this point. But it, it's hard as shit to balance that, especially when you're looking at an education and a future. And not that Flashpoint's not a future for him, but it's like, mm-hmm. man, I, I've got to focus on all this other stuff too. Right. So I, it's freaking incredible that well, he's doing we, that, well, and it's awesome you guys have recognized it. When we went into this, we like I said, we we're very adamant about um, having the families involved. Right. Um, very adamant about that. Um, just because, I mean, it's really, Tim and I, we've got three girls you know, yeah. that are the, under the age of eight. So, you know, we have to focus on them and spend, you know, and deal with that as well. And um, and everyone else except for Wall has children as well. So um, that was the first thing. And the second thing that I've been very adamant about with all of them is um, open communication. Mm-hmm. You've got to have open communication no matter I – don't, I don't care if you're a fledgling 18-something band or because we've already seen it and we've tried to help other bands. Some of them are real, like, cool with help and others are just like, oh, we're still going to go do our own thing, you that's, know? And it's like, no, we're trying to teach you not to make the same mistakes. Right. And that's, that's one of the attributes so. that we have in this band is that we we have experience. Yeah. We're, we're older, you know, when you're when you're in your 20s and you're, you know, do, kicking things around and, and being rebellious, you, you haven't been through that humbling yet. Yeah, absolutely. You get to that point where you think that you're crap doesn't stink and that you're going to be on top of the world and and you can't have that mentality. No, absolutely. You have to be humbled. You have to you have to realize that like you can, you, you can't step on anybody on on your way anywhere. Mm-hmm. No, and I don't think and maybe you can if you're around if you're surrounding yourselves like people like the two of you, maybe you can come to appreciate it, but it is it not to sound cliche, but it is truly one of those things where you don't know what you had until you don't have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it's gone, 
baby, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, as and- much as I love the my brothers from the other band that I was in, I, you know, I I got so angry with them because mm-hmm. we had we had so much going for us and we did all this stuff and and when you when you have addictions in a band that just leads to problems yeah mm-hmm. and the the biggest regret that i have right now is that one of the members isn't alive anymore and mm. i felt like i feel like i could have done something to prevent that right because that that band was his drive and once that drive was gone he had nothing, nothing there was to no go more for. To, yeah mm-hmm. definitely so What's what's the Wichita? You know, you said you you guys have interacted with some other bands, and and not to jump on from that and act like it wasn't. But what what's the drive? What's the music scene like in Wichita right now? I mean, Josh, you've been around it for a long time. Uh, you kind of know what's out there. What's it look like? I mean, is it pretty collaborative? Where where it's, I mean, where's it's, it at, man? It's all over the spectrum. I, you know, I listen to uh, ICT Radio, which those guys had. And we'd seen them at the event or whatever. And, right. And that's pretty much where I spend my time when I listen to the radio anymore. And it's just like getting a getting a taste of what is out there. And there's some good music. Yeah, and that's, I a, didn't, that's an online that's an online online radio, radio station yeah. that's focused all local music. All local music. Local right? and, and regional. And regional. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, like I I never knew Kansas had so many talented musicians right. until I started Country listening to that. Hip hop. Yeah. I mean it's they have everything, Good all genres. Yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't start exploring that, and, and I found it early enough, I think, but I went to college at Southwestern down in Winfield. Oh, I just worked on a show down there. Really? Love awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was in broadcast. So I'm in broadcast production, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. You guys are probably familiar with Terry Quiet. Have you heard of Terry Quiet? He's been around for quite a while. Anyways, the name sounds funny. He is a um, – he's – he works at the college or did work at the college when I was there. And he's this really talented blues musician and he's been a part of the Terry quiet band for a long time. And one of my first introductions into the, and it was a crazy ass story, but as a senior project, I did a live broadcast from our television studios of Terry quiet and Gwen Walker, um, that played a show together. And so those two guys are in there, incredibly talented people. And then uh, Gooding sneaks in the back door, and he and Terry were pretty close at the time. And that dude had been, like, up as a hermit, like, up in the mountains, shacked away somewhere for several (laughs) months writing music. And then, like, this is his first public appearance coming back. And the the emotion when he stood up at the end of the concert and those guys kind of saw each other was crazy as hell. And I was like, I've got to start exploring this this local, regional Wichita music scene mm-hmm. because there, there's something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it seems like it's going, I think it's safe to say that it's going pretty strong. It, it it's is. come back around. I think there is a several years where it's... Like a lull or a, something. There is like right. a lull. And, because, I mean, like, like Tim said... Um, my stepdad, Cleve, he's he's been in the music scene since he was like eighteen. Okay. And he's in his late sixties now. So, you know, and he'd played in several bands and it just kinda like there was like this dip and right. and it, it seems like I think it was probably about the same time that we were talking about earlier. Kind of yeah. like the what would you say, like seventies, eighties, uh-huh. it just kinda like this dip. Things went away. Yeah, and who knows, maybe it was we can just blame it all on disco. Um so probably. <laughs> 
no, I do like some disco, but yeah. I like some anyway, disco, Anyway, some. Some, disco. that's right. But, um, so, it's definitely, there's been a push. Um, I could say there needs to be a better push. Right. Um, especially when it comes to, and it, this is probably just me, and just talking with a lot of the starting bands and the the ones that, not the cover bands, these these are ones who put heart and soul in original, not that cover bands don't put heart and soul right. in things. Right, they have a purpose, but yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there needs to be, you know, yeah, we've got some venues that do, and that's great, and we love them, and we love the owners, they're great, and they put us out there. But it's almost like there needs to be a venue on the next, I mean, level, you know. It's right. like the cotillion, yeah, you can submit, but a lot of times those people come in with package deals. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And so you don't get to open for someone. Because, There's no tweener. Like, right. you have to have something in between. Right. For- there needs to be an in-between. I mean, if you want to call it, you know, like... <laughs> You know, Wichita's starting the, the community theater or something like that. Now, yeah. you know, they're going to have some sort of a community theater. Well, it's almost like we need a community venue. <laughs> right. <laughs> where, where you can have the experience. Plus, it, if you want, I don't know, I just come from education. But it will also educate some of these, like, bands that, okay, so you want us to be there at 4 for sound check, but we don't right. play till nine ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Because that's the real world, you know what yeah. I mean. You, and that's, you that's that's get how it really, really attuned to that kind of mentality when you live in LA and you play on the Sunset right. Strip because right, right. every single club is it like that. Matter. It doesn't you matter. You have to be there at four o'clock, and you got a thirty-minute deal. You have ten minutes to set your stuff stuff stuff, uh, stuff up. up. Yeah, and then you play for for ten minutes, and then you get off as quickly as right. possible. Well, but here's the thing: I think those venues exist in Wichita, and I'm talking to you, Orpheum Theater, and I'm talking to you, Crown Uptown. <laughs> there are local bands that are incredibly freaking talented right. that need to be on a stage in your venue playing their music. That is what this is about, and they have got to experience and be in your places in order to grow and right. move to that next level. Right. And that's got to happen. And damn it, they're there. It's an education. It's education, too. I mean, they the bands need to be educated yeah. because and of that, too. My grandma played the accordion on the Orpheum stage. 60, 70 years. I don't know how long ago, but right. you know, she remember telling me, she's like, I played the accordion and danced on that. Absolutely. Stage. Hey, so we used to go there. If every Halloween guys can dance around in women's underwear while they're playing Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Orpheum, right. you guys can play there. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously. The thing is, is that there's, there's still a lack of you know, concert goers. Right, right. And unless it's some big act, they're not willing to take that like that chance on on yeah. seeing somebody new. And I've and read- that's 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 really you know the band's faults as well. I mean, right. we we as musicians have to be out there you and doing more do than just work. promoting yeah, on Facebook. Right. You got You got to, to get out there and pass out flyers. Out. You got to talk yeah, to people. You got to I mean, network. Events going on. On the on the sidewalks downtown. I mean, you know. Yeah, final Friday. We, yeah, we, we for made it down for there our flyers yeah, yeah for our event. We went down to final Friday when they were where they were having the music. And we just started passing out our Absolutely. posters. I'm like, of all people that, if they're out there supporting the arts and the music there, yeah, why wouldn't they 
think to come to another arts and entertainment event. You know? So I was like, uh, guys, I need an hour of your time on a Friday. Friday. <laughs> Get out <down> there. <laughs> and how, then we went and played a show. <laughs> so, so how does that, I, how does that, I mean, you're obviously, and it's unique because as husband and wife, um, obviously you have an incredible amount of invested interest and time and energy. And especially after hearing you guys' backstory and pushing this thing forward and the drive, um, not only because of the love of your spouse, but just, you know, the family that's kind of evolved around this mm -hmm. band does that exist with the other local bands out there? Do they have managers that are working or is this something that we need to see more of? Uh, Luke. I gotta, I gotta throw I that to Luke. That there's some level of, he and of, I had a little conversation about managers. They, <laughs> yeah, but a lot of the bands in, in the ICT, they want to, to have we, that. We've been messaged. He's been messaged if I was taking on any more bands. Right. But, but I, so it, it's, you Representation's know, huge. I finding know. finding people who aren't necessarily interested so much in Greenback. Yeah. And, and you know, right. rubbing their fingers together. Um, you know, it. you have to have people who are willing to take risks on projects. I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, with, with us... The, there's it's not kind of so a, much of a risk because it's just something that we're going to do anyways. Right. But you have to have that mentality anyways. Yeah. I mean, we're going to yeah. do this regardless, and it's not about money. I mean, you you can spend your whole life chasing a dream, but, you know, that dream might already still be a reality. Yeah. and Because we didn't know... I, when we started this, we didn't even know we were going to make it this far. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we were just like, um, you're doing it because I'm tired of you being grumpy. <laughs> so that's, that's, and now we've, we did this, you know, we've started a production company fueled by spaghetti productions. Um, I'm actually talking to a town now about doing their entertainment for okay. their fall festival. Nice. <laughs> They've Very actually, cool. yeah contacted me about it so and again we're just kind of doors open and we walk through them and we just kind of hang out there door will open we walk yeah. through it and it's like you said it's not really about the money it's just kind of like these doors just keep opening and but we went into this saying that if a door closes we're not going to sit and bang on it right yeah absolutely and there's and, no and, time and for that it. there's and, no and time for that and especially having children you know it's just like whatever and in the words of julia roberts i mean we want the fairy tale I mean, we want it all, but yeah. we're going to take what we can get. As you, take, you take baby steps, and, like, the most important thing that, that you have to understand is that every success is written through a string of failures. Yeah. And success is measured on different levels. You can't, you can't look at success as, you know, driving a, a freaking Bentley and having right. a having a... Ten million dollar home. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that, even if I could afford to do that. I yeah. mean, there there are things that are necessity. Music in my life is a necessity. Mm -hmm. You know, my family is a necessity. My brothers are a necessity, and having that that shield of support around me that is that is all the success that I need. Absolutely. I also uh, I also had real quick. Um, yours 
ago when I was working in Los Angeles, I was working in production. And when I first moved out there, this was actually before Tim and I met, I had moved out there and then I moved back here. Then we met and then I moved back out there. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so when I first moved out there, I was, I know, right. <laughs> um, I was there about six months. I had already worked on at least two productions and I was moaning and groaning because they were B film and, you know, the slasher, you know, stabbing people running around in the dark, you know, it it was fun. I liked it. I was getting paid for it. You know, it was like, whatever. But, um, a a really good friend gave me some really good advice and he, um, we were sitting there and I was complaining and he said, he goes, are you, are you doing what you love? So, yeah. He's like, are you getting paid? For what you love yeah he's like well you've already made it in hollywood right he's like the majority of the people that move out here are have been here 10 plus years mm-hmm. and they're still waiting tables yeah. you've been here six months and you've already been on two films mm-hmm. and got paid for it so you know it's that that has kept I mean, it was a wake up call yeah and really that should be anybody's wake up call if you're it, it doesn't matter if you're on you know, the low, a a little fish in a big pond or a big fish in a big pond. It's what you make of it. Right. Count your blessings every day. I have got a CD that I'm on now and a song that's been recorded. That's bucket list. Absolutely. Get me on the stage at the cotillion. That's another bucket list. You know, right. It's it's just count your blessings every day and don't take anything for granted because things could always be worse. And I think you have to come, I I think you have to approach life from the standpoint of you cannot go or, and maybe I guess for some people, this is, is not true, but you can't go through life approaching every experience that you have with how much money am I going to make? You've got to find something that you love. You've got to find an outlet for your emotions and the way that you feel and a way to express yourself. Otherwise, you're just kind of boned. I mean, it is absolutely miserable. And so I've always had the approach that, you know, find something. And look, we we live a life that maybe other people don't have the opportunity to experience this, but we've been very fortunate that we have the opportunity to go find and do something that we love. And I'm not saying it's always perfect, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that's always going to be financially rewarding, but it's it's amazing to me how you find that, you get in that pocket, and you start doing that thing, and then one way or another, you're happy, and life, all these other things just kind of start to fall yeah. into place and take care of themselves. The, the problem is people, I think, the issue a lot of people have is just taking that first step. Absolutely. Like, we've been talking about the production company for over a year. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. But then yeah. when I look at my dad and my stepdad and they're in their late 60s and all of a sudden their jobs are taking them to new places. They're meeting new people. They're like they've, you know, got new experiences. You know, one might be asked to run for some political office or whatever. You know, it's like, you know, and they're in their late 60s and they're right. starting new career paths. Yeah. You know, and one's real estate and he's like on the board of some, I don't know, real estate board. I can't remember what it is. I'm, Sorry, Cleve. Anyway, so <laughs> I can't do a plug. <laughs> anyway, um, he works for ERA. Anyway, there you go. There's your plug. So, you know, it's just when I look at them, and I just was pondering this literally this past week. I'm like, that is what has helped us take that step of faith and yeah. just take the step, you know, at even, you know, the age that we are now, you know, it that 
And like I said, if the door closes, the door closes. Right. That just means that there's something else that you just aren't aware of right this second. Yeah. Well, so. and people say that people, I mean, you, you hear all the time, you get what you put out in the world is what you get back. The problem is there's there's not a lot of people putting that much out there. And so That's why I don't believe that. I'm like you just go. Yeah, no but but that's it though. I you know. have to go or you have to take you're not step. getting if you're not right. putting it out there, if you're not putting yourself out there, then there's nothing coming back right. because it's one is inclusive of the other and you got to do them both. You Otherwise, see if you don't try. Don't absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And so this there this event, the album, all these things is is kind of the culmination of what you guys have, have been putting out there collectively as a, as a band and as a unit. Mm -hmm. And so this has all happened. Where and how can people get to your music? Where can they hear your music? <laughs> Everyone points to me. Andrea, tell us. I know. Um, well, obviously, the, the big one is Facebook. Uh -huh. um, our shows are all on there on um Flashpoint, Flashpoint ignites, you. ignites you. A lot of our stuff is... And Flashpoint uh, Ignites You is the website, correct? Dot yes. com. Yep, FlashpointIgnitesYou.com. Yep. Very cool site. I was on it a little bit over the last couple of days. Good stuff there. Yep, all of our all of our music's on there. Also, you can buy the singles um, uh, for Through Blue Eyes on CD Baby. Okay. Um, all of them are on there. That's, um, that's not just singles it's the entire album but you can't buy the album in entirety you have to buy, yeah, buy the, the hard copy to get the album in entirety if you want to and come to a show you can buy the album in entirety okay and we will but have I it am, up available i am currently working actually i was working on it today on getting um the i we haven't decided what um what medium what to medium? sell it on? Because okay. I just, I just, sorry, I'm kind of behind on technology. I just realized you could sell it through Facebook. So I did do a link on there. It's not up yet. Though. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> there is, yeah, a, there have, is the shop thing. Yeah, so I have stuff. to go through a bunch of stuff. It will eventually, I know, will be connected through Facebook. You will be able to buy it through Facebook. Not yet. Right. But, um, I've read that it's better to go through Amazon or Shopify or something like that and then link it to Facebook. Did you get so if anybody's see, wondering. <laughs> did you get to see the hard copy of the CD? I you didn't see one. Yes, I did. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, yeah. So through blue eyes, like I was expecting you to have blue eyes. I got to be real honest. It's actually, well, being that it's <laughs> Tim's kind of going with Tim's testimonial on um, okay. the way the album is set up. And the only way you'll really be able to hear the whole of it is buying the album and we can't stress enough because right. if you really want to hear the feel of it of what it is and the going into the next song and all the that timing, stuff I mean, the timing yeah. um, it is a story it, it is a story album um you you start out with the first one and it's like this this man's anger <laughs> and yeah walking I mean, away it's basically it's like you know with, the, with a relationship and falling falling from grace and and yep. a continued spiral I'm and more depth in that yeah. right. well even so but even that even that even that sigh or that gasp or breath at the beginning of give way i was like I was like, oh shit, we're about to hear something. It's getting ready <laughs> to get deep real. in here. Yeah, exactly. Thank it's you. Like, here we that go. someone else said that because I wasn't too sure about the side. No, it, it, I, I was. I was to like. I was like, okay, I'm in. Like, I'm in. The, you know, I was. I was kind of clicking through tracks, and I was like, 
listening to things, sampling things, and then that hit, and I was like, this song's, I, this is the first song I'm listening to in its entirety mm-hmm. um, the, the because waltz, of that. Yeah, the waltz is a literally um, spiral, like, out of control. It's like, I mean, right. like a person, individual spiral out of yeah. control. Um, so what's just, the hardest song for you to perform and sing on the stage waltz? then? No. The, is it the <laughs> Not waltz? Not to sing, I mean, just to perform. There's a lot um, of elements on the waltz. <laughs> and I, I, when I, I say hardest, I guess I mean not like as in the the structure of the song, but like emotionally for you. Um, I'd have to say that probably the release is the hardest is song. It and it's it's it, it you know it's one of those tragic like love ballad songs about relationships that don't work out, uh-huh. and it's always been one of those like close to close to the cuff on my heart songs. Um, because it came out of a really rough relationship. Broken, really. Yeah, and, broken And it, relationship. it's not so much like the relationship now, but it's just that, you know, the, 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 the way, the way that it. like yeah. you go through life and you, you, you meet people and you kind of feel that the direction is, is based off of, when you met this person and and then you go in a completely di- different direction but you learn that like you couldn't have gotten to a specific point without going through those channels absolutely so i mean that that song even though it's not it's not structurally difficult it still is it's difficult for me to sing it right. because it 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 pulls a lot of emotion out yeah. of me I, you learn more about yourself, I think, in those situations, though, than you do. In, and I'm not saying I'm not minimalizing the, the happiness and the joy in life. But, man, you learn a lot about yourself mm-hmm. in those moments. God dang it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just some incredible. Of the, best, the best music ever written has come from dark places. Oh, absolutely. But I, I'm a firm believer in trying to summarize and bring a positive message out of the songs that I write. Yep. And if I don't come to some sort of conclusion and summary of uh, in a song, it usually, you know, stays on the, the cutting release room floor. Probably is, right. The release probably is the one of the sad. I mean, even at the end, he's like, I'm walking away. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, just it, it, there is no real happy, you know, it's, it's our right. tragedy song. <laughs> so, Absolutely. But it's it's beautiful. And and. You know, it was the orchestra was string arrangements are strings fantastic. arrangements are in it. And yeah. yeah, it's it's totally different really from Thank you, Greg. Yeah. A lot of that stuff. So awesome. Awesome. So uh when's the next live show? How often do you guys we're, play? We're on a little bit of a break right now. Okay. Um the family's taken a trip to California to visit family and uh, you know, friends and stuff that I haven't seen in what six years. Uh-huh. Um but uh, the next, the big one coming up is the 30th of June at Barleycorns. 30th of June at Barleycorns. Playing with uh, oh. Rivalries Aside and The Calm. We do have the Alzheimer benefit at Lake Point. But that's like a personal. Yeah, it's still public. Uh, yeah. Is it open I mean, to the public? Yes, it is open. So when is that? That is um, June 21st in Augusta okay. at Lake Point. Okay. Um, so June 21st in Augusta at Lake Point. And it's an Alzheimer benefit. benefit? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then June 30th at Barleycorns. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and that's then, kind of the big one where you guys are jumping back in 
Full yeah, fledged. You guys gonna be playing quite a bit starting then, kind of moving forward. Yeah, or? we've got for the most part. We got a, July fourteenth, the Elbow Room, and then we're back at Kirby's July twentieth, and playing uh, the Elbow Room yeah. shows with another uh, Red Cat Recordings yeah. artist, so Tequila Ridge. Oh yeah, <laughs> Glenn and Glenn and crew. That'll be a nice, yeah. nice fun blend. Absolutely. With music, so. Yeah, Glenn's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, very nice. Well, um, I don't. I don't want to keep you guys any longer because we've had this conversation, but we've all got families and things Absolutely. to get back to. And uh, I've got a daughter that texts me about an hour ago and says she had a school project due tomorrow. So it looks like we know <laughs> what we're doing tonight. <laughs> but, hey, guys, it's great to talk to you. It's great to get to meet you. Um, the story's awesome. The music is great. Uh, super excited about you guys coming on. First band that we've had on the podcast and uh, you guys are doing some great stuff out there and appreciate it and appreciate you guys' time. We feel Thank like you. you guys are doing some great stuff too and, and we, we, want, we wanted to be part of it. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Thank awesome. you for, for having Absolutely. us. Actually, it was just Luke. It's yeah. all me. No, it is all Luke. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the mastermind. <laughs> Thank you for being here, guys. Yep. Thank yep. you for having us. We Move Wichita's produced by Luke Wallace and Josh Sears. Copyright 2018. Recorded at Red Cat Recording Company. Engineered by Luke Wallace. Intro music by Yellow King. Find them on facebook.com forward slash yellowking316. Outro music by Bobby G. We Move Wichita.com.